Welcome to the First Do Bowhunter Podcast by Tool City Outdoors. Hey everybody, before we get going on this next podcast, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to longtime partner, awesome product, Full Draw Coffee Company. If you have not got yourself ready in the morning yet with Full Draw Coffee, you are missing out. This is by hunters for hunters some awesome blends especially now with their sweet trail packs goes over a cup you can do it out whether you're in the field camping get some regular stuff at home even if you're running late need to throw in a jet boil real quick or some hot water you can get yourself some awesome coffee very fast go over and check out full draw coffee company do it on their website online Um, they got on social media facebook instagram They've got it all. They're doing some awesome hunting trips as well. Some cool stuff to check out. So look at them, order some product, give a shout out our way, tell them where you heard about it. But either way, you're not going to be disappointed. Welcome back again to the first new Bowhunter podcast by Tool City Outdoors. Evan Kardash here again, and I am officially on my rutcation. So I have, what, I think 26 out of the next 29 days off and like 21 consecutive days. So it is time to get there. Unfortunately, my vacation starts at wonderful Indian summer, south winds, nothing I ever plan on. But we've got an awesome cold front coming in this weekend. 20 degree temperature drop, uh, first north wind after a south wind. Pretty excited about that. So I haven't been out much yet this year, getting all my work in at the early part of the season, but there's definitely been some guys grinding and getting at it. One of those guys is Cody Maurus. Uh, Maurus is uh, a contributor, I guess what he likes to call himself, a pro staffer for uh, Tool City Outdoors. Originally from the Northwest Pennsylvania area, moved down to South Carolina about five years ago, um, and comes up every year to get archery hunting, get that time in, loves being in the woods. And he's had uh, kind of an up and down last five years. He was able to get on some stuff this year and was able to put that grind into effect and get some positives out of it. So Cody's gonna be one of our uh, official success stories so far. So we're going to get on and talk to him about his land that he hunts, a um, little bit of his hunting style, and then an awesome night of hunting that he isn't going to forget anytime soon. If you guys like what we're putting out, if you like uh, the podcast, um, like any of the stuff on YouTube, please subscribe, comment, um, like our stuff on the multiple sites, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We'd love to have you subscribe to there. And of course, our podcast. We're still working out some of the little kinks to get everything on all the platforms. Uh, but we should have that nice and simple, nice and quick. So give us a like. We're trying to put some more stuff out. Uh, give us any hints you might be able to. But before uh, I guess I stop rambling on and we can get talking, let's sit down and have our success story with Cody Maurus. I just want to go ahead and before we get into the actual podcast, apologize. It is a little echoey. There is some background noise. Um, this was as mobile recording studio as you can get. Uh, we were in a barn um, on my family's property. There was some other stuff going on around it. So I will admit there is some echo. At times it's not as studio clear as we've had in the past. Uh, there is some background noise, even some equipment that comes and goes. Uh, but just kind of 
bear with us. Again, this is doing it from the field. We were out scouting in the middle of archery season. So it was, let's record and we'll put it up there for everyone to see. So hopefully you guys enjoy. Hopefully it's not too bad. All right, so we are here, a little bit of uh, garage talk over the workbench, a couple of bush lattes, a little bush sponsorship, wish we can get that one. <laughs> here with Cody Maurice. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. How you doing? Good. Yeah, so uh, been up doing a little bit of hunting. Let's first start out, I guess, before we get into all the meat and potatoes of what's going on. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what do you do, who you are? Well, originally from Conneaut Lake. I uh, moved down to South Carolina about five years ago. I come back archery hunting every fall. So uh, I've known you for, I can't even tell you how many years. Started out oh, man. back at the bowling days of the east side of Conneaut Lake. Back in our pro days. Yeah, when I was damn near professional. You and your brother. Yeah, yeah, a couple of keglers from back in the day. And then, where do we rekindle? Probably, well, through the fire service. We I was going to say, I had to be back in the fire department probably through Nate back in, what, 2012? Yeah, probably right around right then. about then. And then, what, when I went to test at Midway, you came down with me. Yeah. Not only that, it was the day after my wedding, on the way to my honeymoon. <laughs> Tagging and along. And I brought Cody Myers with me <laughs> to go test somewhere. That was through a hurricane, Hurricane Joaquin. Hurricane Joaquin, that was a long drive, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was. And you didn't tell me until about halfway through, and I was ready to switch out that, oh, I can't drive a standard. <laughs> like, thanks for dropping that on me. We were at the moment of needing a break. Well, tough. <laughs> Permanent snap guy in the back seat. Yeah, that worked out good. But, uh, yeah, so done it that way. And then you come up here and hunt every year. Yep. Um, now, do you hunt much in South Carolina? I do not hunt in South Carolina. I've been out a couple of times with some buddies, but it's just really hard hunting down there. Yeah. Uh, it's just a whole different style than <clears throat> hunting up here in the quote-unquote big woods of northwest Pennsylvania. There's not much food down there for the deer in my area. It's all pine trees. There's no quite farmlands in the Myrtle Beach area. So you really have to change up your whole game if you're coming from up north, say. Uh, you have to use bait tactics using corn and all that stuff and so you just put out hundreds of pounds of corn a year and just hoping that everybody just comes to your corn pile but you also get all the little critters in there there's hogs down there which i've yet to see um but your bait gets destroyed by squirrels and chipmunks so it's hard to even try to get on a deer that way right and it's so hot too i mean it's hot until maybe late November, early December, and it's just not even fun to go out. You're just sweating the entire time. Well, that's what's kind of, I guess, crazy, too, is I look to destination hunt. You know, I'm looking to go to Kentucky. I've got Iowa points, went to southwest Ohio, and then your destination hunt is come home to Pennsylvania at the place where I'm trying to, you know, just kind of perspective of it that way that things kind of switch up. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you come back here, are you private land, public land, I'm usually private land. Uh, my family has quite a bit of acreage. Uh, I'd say close to about 400. Nice. We have a lot of different good areas up there. Um, we have food plots everywhere. There's corn. There's clover fields. There's nice. soybeans. There's also a lot of thick woods that can go in there and hide. We have a lot of pine trees up there in some spots. Everything's just set out really nice up there. Kind of like a lot of nice diversity, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, and the deer move around there all the time. They really don't leave that area because they know they're safe. Mm-hmm. It's not overhunted, so. And that goes a long way. I yeah. mean, I, I think that's one of the big things that 
we don't hit on enough is that people getting out there all the time and hunting it is huge. Um, so when you start setting stuff up, are you kind of like a move into the woods? Do you like trying to hit some field edges a little bit? Do you like get in that transition going to feed or like how's your, I guess, hunting style in a nutshell? I like to usually go near the food source at the beginning of my hunt. Just see what's coming in, where they're moving at, how they're moving into the field. So I usually like to set up on soybean or clover field or cornfield on the edge of it. Just see how they're moving in. Mm. And then, sorry, I was taking a drink there. Sorry. My whistle there. Um, So do that. Now, obviously, you being, what, 11 hours away, do you have the ability to do like summer scouting or do you put anything up or have people go in there kind of giving you inventory or no my my family is pretty good at having the local farmers come in and using their land so i kind of have an idea of what's going to be in there ahead of time mm-hmm. I, we usually keep around the same food plots of the same areas so you kind of know where, yeah, where, their areas where gonna everything's going to be at yeah. it's just i don't know when or what's going to be planted that's the only thing yeah so so then when did you, we're recording this on what, the 21st, 22nd, somewhere in there. When did you come up the PA this year? Uh, I came up at the beginning of October. I'm not really sure the day off the top of my head, yeah, but so I've been up here. First full week or something, I think. Yeah, first or second week I came up. Yeah. And then were you getting out much early or just kind of doing some observation stuff? I mean, how were you getting out hunting? I guess when did you start kind of hitting it hard or getting on anything? Uh, this year... Um, usually I like to try to get out like right away, just kind of get a feel of everything, talk to the local guys, see what's moving, mm-hmm. have they seen anything, what are the bucks doing, what are the does doing, just stuff like that. And then hearing about the disease that's going on around the area, it's killing a lot of the deer. That kind of yeah. disheartened me a little bit of, oh, what's going on around here? Cause that's what, that's kind of new out of the loop. There's guys that said they've found 40 plus deer on their property. It's, dead. it's getting insane. Luckily, I mean, knock on wood, it, it hasn't hit any of my properties yet directly but I, I feel bad i mean i think you and i both know brother white and uh he's he's had quite a few that have kind of that he's found and stuff that way so yeah that's definitely kind of disheartening and worrisome and so you don't want to wait too long because next thing you know that one you've been looking at i feel like you have you had sent me some pictures i don't know if that was recently or over the summer you've had some you had some nice bucks on the property. Yeah, those were behind my dad's house, actually, which okay. isn't near the property that I hunted at this year. I hunted there a couple of times. He had a beautiful, it's like an 11 point with a drop tine. Nice. It was probably about four or five inch drop tine, and the one, I believe it was the right side, just had heavy, heavy mass. Mm. But somebody... That was a nice looking deer. Yeah, right? somebody harvested him, so at least I got to see him. That he was taken out by a hunter and not the disease. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it does make you feel a little better, and hopefully that some of his genetics got passed on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, the main reason having you on, I mean, you're definitely a contributor here for us at Tool City Outdoors. I think you're calling yourself pro staff. We'll be more of that. <laughs> I don't know how pro we are to staff it, but, I mean, you've got the part. I think you're wearing all Yeti. You've got coolers filled with stuff. I mean, so uh, you're definitely our sponsorship go-to. Um, but you... I think between you and Caitlin have been the only one to have some success coming out so far this year. I know I haven't seen much anything, so I wanted to kind of break down your successful night. I wanted to start from start to finish. What happened? What made you go that way? And from what you're kind of telling me, it sounded like a crazy night altogether. And I really haven't got into it, so I definitely want to just hear what's happening. I want to get this first success story out of the way. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, it would have been last Friday. 
I went out almost a week from today, and I went out early morning on a different stand that I've seen some deer at beforehand. Uh, it's sitting on a clover field. So I only saw, I think, two deer moving that day. It was kind of hit or miss that day. But that night a cold front was coming in, and uh, it was dropping down as when we had that mm-hmm. the night of, like it was 33 degrees or something like yeah. that. So we went back out, my dad and I, and uh, I wanted to hunt up this top of the property where there's a cornfield at. And last year I had a monster buck come in about five yards away from me, and a little four-point buck saw me moving, tried to get a shot off, and it scared him off. Then a couple nights later up there, I saw the same buck. He was sitting 80 yards broadside looking at me. He wouldn't budge any grunts or anything like that, so I just had to watch him walk away, and that was almost a heart attack right there. I imagine. But I've also seen a lot of deer up there. I mean, last year I saw probably 100 deer without my Good time. No way. Yeah, they were everywhere, and there's nice cornfields in there. So I went back up in that top. I just felt good that night that, you know, I could. I was going out just to see if I could shoot a doe. Yeah. Just to get some meat in the cooler and bring back home with me. So I got out of there probably about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is a little bit later than I'd like to go out. But I went to a ladder stand that we have sitting on the field, and there was deer everywhere. As soon as I was walking in, deer was jumping out of the corner. Just the perfect night. Just yeah. Perfect, yeah. And it was beautiful sunny evening. <clears throat> And you could just feel something was different in the area. Like, you knew something might have happened. Like I said, I was just going in there to find a doe. Yeah. So, I want to say 5 o'clock, I started seeing a bunch of deer moving in the woods. I could see them going back and forth through this gas well. So, they were tracking back and forth. I was just watching, taking my time. Just I, I just like going out there and seeing the deer. That's, that's half the hunt. Right and there. I think that's a big thing that, you know, like I was talking to my brother, Cody, we don't make too many Cody's entering around here, but I was talking to him, and he's like, I really haven't seen anything, you know, and it, it kind of is disheartening for him, and I thought about it, I'm like, my hunting season so far has been good just because I've I've seen deer, right. you know, it, it makes it nice just to see him work and not be pressured yet, and you know, I mean, I think a lot goes to just how enjoyable hunting is when you can see even one doe walk through. Yeah, and that's what makes it, I mean, just being out in the woods and seeing the leaves change and everything yeah. like that, I don't get that down in South Carolina, it's just nice to sit in the woods, but when you see some deer... That makes it a lot better, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was about 3 o'clock, or 5 o'clock or so, they started moving. Then I saw, it was two bucks coming in across the field. And one was a nice, he was probably five to six point. He came in right where I kind of wanted the deer to come in. I watched him walk through the corn. He had a little spike with him, too. So I was just watching him, watching him. I figured, you know, I'll just throw a grunt out see what he's going to do. I let him go past me and they walk in the woods, and I threw out a couple of hits of a grunt, and the, the bigger five-point, he walked back and walked right underneath my stand. Really? Yeah, so I was pretty pumped about that, because he, like, maybe a little soft grunt, they kind of worked that, but he's a young deer, so. He so did. curious, but getting, yeah. Yeah, so next year he's going to be a, a nice buck. Yeah. So, I let the buck just walk underneath me, and just kept watching. Then, I looked up into the field, and a doe was walking towards me. Uh-huh. And she just kind of was milling down, milling down. I thought it might have been, like, a big button buck or something because I just got done grunting. So I was watching her, watching her. Then I picked up my Vortex Optics. And, uh, I'm glad I, I got you on Vortex, by it, the They're way. a great I, brand. I, 
I told you from the start, I mean, this is not a plug or anything at this moment. This is just, I told you how awesome they were for the price. And, like, that's me patting myself on the back. You're welcome. But yeah. continue. Yeah. So I was looking at her head. She was walking straight to me, straight to me. So I was really looking at her head, seeing what she had. There's no white nubs, no nothing. Good-sized dough. So I'm thinking if she gives me a shot in here, so I might, I'm might. i probably going to take her. So she comes up about 25 yards away. She looks up at me, puts her head back down, starts milling back around. Then I decide, you know what? I think I'm going to take this one because I want some meat in the cooler. Yeah, absolutely. And coming up here for the last five or so years, I've had a couple bad seasons. I haven't been able to harvest anything because I've only gotten a buck tag. Mm. So this is the first year I got a doe tag. I just wanted some meat. So she presented me a 25-yard shot or so. So I double-lunged her. Awesome. And she took off. She ran probably 40 yards, and I watched her drop. Really? Right in front just of me. Just crumpled right up. Yeah, so I was pretty excited about that. And uh, That's got to be, I mean, especially five years, kind of not really even seeing deer in South Carolina. Yeah. And then only having a month at a time and just waiting for a buck. And after last year having what you did and the heartbreak, I mean, I hate to say that. I'm not trying oh, to yeah, it's, it's a heartbreak. rub salt in the wounds, but, you know, that giant you had right there, it's like, that sucks. And so needing to kind of get back on that. I mean, I understand what it takes to just get back on and get back on that killing mentality and like, okay, I can do this. Absolutely. And the good thing about that, that monster buck that I did not uh, get a chance to get a shot at, my cousin actually got him in a rifle. So at least so it's, yeah. Yeah. At least his genes are probably still in the area too. Yeah. So it's still light out. It's about six o'clock by the time I take her and I watch her. So I'm thinking, you know what? I still got probably a half hour of light left. I know where she is, so I'm just going to get ready, sit here quiet, get everything back to normal, so just see if I can shoot a buck. I texted my dad. I texted you. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, man, I, I got a doe. You know, and I, I saw the text message from my dad. I said, hey, just shot a doe. I'm going to wait here and see if I can find a buck. Mm-hmm. So and he didn't get it because we don't really have any cell service up there. So I'm just sitting there kind of just watching, watching. Then all of a sudden I hear some rustling from behind me and figure it's a squirrel. Squirrels are going crazy right now too. Oh, and that's as much as all the acorns have been nice to like find a little oak grove for bucks and you know deer travel. The squirrels have been out like no other. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. And so and I also wanted to try to videotape this to for the uh, Tool City Outdoors. I had my GoPro with me. I never got a chance to do it for the doe because it all happened so quick, and she was coming straight at me, yeah. so I couldn't get a camera on. So I'm just sitting there, just kind of like relaxing, coming back down, because I'm still pretty pumped up that I Absolutely. just take a doe. Especially when you watch it drop. That is something during archery, like, you know you did exactly what you were supposed to do, and you just, you crushed it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's that heck yes moment. Yeah, so. that's exactly the way I was feeling. So I was pretty pumped up. Yeah. So back to sitting there in the stand. I'm sitting there, and I just hear some rustling. I figured some squirrels and some corn. Then I start hearing some ground you know, somebody's digging at the ground, figured, you know what, that's a big squirrel. So I looked to my left back, and I could just see some horns. I mean, the buck was probably 10 yards away, right where the 12-point came out last year mm-hmm. that I saw. So I didn't want to have a repeat of that. He was the only one in the field at that time. So he's making a scrape underneath my stand. <laughs> so all I see some horns, and I start getting the shakes again. I'm like, this can't be happening. This is too good. And I just... <laughs> peeks out and i can see he's symmetrical he's an eight point like man this this isn't gonna happen 
Like, it's just getting in your head. So he walks behind a tree so I can get ready. I move to kind of take my shot, get ready. And he comes out 15 yards away from me. And he's just looking at the field. Then he might have heard me move a little bit. So he looked right up at me. And he's staring at me. I got to move a little bit to my left. And I'm ready. I'm on him. I just have to move a smidge to my left to get that perfect shot. Now, is he, like, quartering away at this point? He is broadside staring straight at me. Really? And I just need to move a couple inches to my left. And he's got me dead center. He he sees me. He's watching me, trying to figure out what I am. And then I just, you know, I'm thinking in my head, you got to move a little bit and be on him, be ready to squeeze. So I just move slightly to my left, just real quick, and squeeze. And I hit him. And I thought I hit him a little high because I've had – I've hit some deer, and he took off, but he was kind of, like, trotting it a little bit, and he goes off into the corn, and I'm watching him. Now, did he do, like, the mule kick or the drop? Or No, I just heard he dropped a little bit, mm-hmm. and I could see I hit him a little bit high, but it was I thought it was a good shot. Yeah. So he's standing there in the corn. I mean, he's just standing over there. I'm watching him. I'm watching him, and he's just kind of, like, milling around, like, I could have swore I just hit this deer, like, it looks like he's just walking around. So, like, he wasn't even acting hurt at all, you're saying? No, no. He was acting like, I'm hungry. I'm going to have some corn now. No way. So, I'm watching him. I'm like, come on, do something, do something. And he starts walking into the little wood line, and I'm watching him. And he lays down. I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? And he gets back up. He starts walking, and he tipped over. So, right there, I'm like, all right, I got this deer. I'm sitting in the stand. I'm being calm. I got my eyes on him. I'm just watching him, watching him. He's just milling around there. He's laying down. I can see him. He's trying to lick the wound. He's just laying there. Then he tries to get up one more time, and he can't. He's dropping. He's kick, he's kicking. He's going wild. And I'm like, I just doubled up. Now, how, how far away is he at this point when he's... He ran, I want to say, 50 yards. So yeah. I got both of my deer in my vicinity. One is just <laughs> off in front of me on my right-hand side, and I got my buck to the left. I can see both of my deer. So I waited a good half hour with him because i knew where he was i'm not going to get up and try to jump him if he's not terribly hurt then you got a long trek yeah so just let him go off let him die naturally as best you can so i'm just sitting there i'm shaking at this point i am so (laughs) pumped like this is things you see like the some professionals do you know you just doubled up now so it looked like from when the pictures and stuff you were showing me like as you're looking out into the field you got a doe to your right and a buck to your left correct that's yeah. awesome yeah so i mean i am ecstatic at this point and yeah i didn't get my gopro on because it happened so quick so it, it was just completely wild i was baffled like i'm just sitting there like i just took two deer i just filled my tags in a half hour <laughs> like it's crazy yeah on what happened that is awesome i mean i just can't believe that it didn't give you like more of a you didn't really act like he was hurt no that's why i'm I'm thinking, I'm like, did I hit him good enough? Like, I figured he's going to walk over there and kind of manner off, but no, he just... I mean, did it make, like, that the pop sound of a double long? I mean, did you get that clear? I, I just heard the thud. Just a thud. Yeah. Now, where did you end up hitting him at once you, like... I hit him just above the heart. Okay. So, it did, I don't know what I clipped in there, but he bled internally. Just got some of those arteries? And yeah, and he bled out internally, so that's what he was doing. Did you get some there. of the shoulder? Or? No. No, just hit right in where just, he needed? Yeah, right where I needed, and he bled awesome. internally. That's just crazy, though, that really act like nothing, like just was sitting down a minute trying to fix, fix whatever it was. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I mean, deer are tough animals, man. Yeah. I mean, I had them do that when it was actually last year. I put a hit on a buck, and I found good blood throughout the whole field. Mm -hmm. And he got in a goldenrod and never found a drop of blood, never found the deer. Yeah. And I thought I put a swack on him. Yeah. He was, I want to say, almost 35 yards. And I thought I hammered him, but. That's what's crazy. They're tough animals. Yeah, and and that's just it. It's, It's like they heal quick. They're super creatures yeah i mean get hit by a vehicle going 60 and they run off yeah. you know they got a little limp but yeah that was um without a doubt one of the best hunts i've been on yeah. since i've been hunting and some of the craziest things that you know i've been a part of i mean i was talking to my dad after we recovered the deer and he's never even taken out a buck and a doe filling your tags Same time like that that quick that's awesome so it was an incredible night hunt, and I am super stoked about having these deer. It's been a while since you've had a little bit of uh, venison to take back to old yeah, South Carolina. Yeah, I, mean, I had to buy another Yeti cooler to uh, actually take all the deer back. And I text- oh, I'm sure that bothered you so much, it, having a, a reason to buy another Yeti. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I got, I'm going to bring some deer back to the old boys down there. Oh, that's awesome. So then what you what you end up doing with it? I mean, because that's one thing when you're, like, getting one deer that's enough work as is i mean that's the thing like i i'm sitting there my dad and i were gonna skin them do all that stuff butcher them up in the garage and we got the doe skinned out then i remembered that caitlin had mm-hmm. got a deer harvested uh, probably like a week before i came up or right around the time i came up she got the first day so she got it on the third okay yeah. so yeah then uh so i called evan up I'm like hey man where did uh where'd you take caitlin's deer at because, you know, I got two deer here. It's 9 o'clock at night by the time we get everything skinned out. We only got one deer skinned. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this is this is an all-night event. So after I talked to you, because you were looking for your deer that night. You were yep. running. You thought you hit a doe, or you hit a doe. Yep, you got a good hit on a doe. So then you finally got a hold of me and said, you know, I took her over to Livingston's in Jamestown, over to Ryan. Yep. So I called Ryan up. I looked him up on Facebook, and he answered right away and said, yep, bring it over tonight. And he said, you can bring the skinned out one tomorrow night, let it cool. Because it was 30-some degrees that yeah, night. Yeah, so, it wasn't going to, yeah. So you couldn't leave it. So, I mean, and the next day he said, you know, come on out, bring your doe out, and we'll get you taken care of. And 9 o'clock the next day I was there. He was actually had my buck ready to be um, awesome. cut up. And he said, you know what, throw it right here. I'm going to get you taken care of. And, I mean, he was a jam up. I'm glad he's in the area. I have always been the do-it-myself guy mm-hmm. you know what i mean even you can look out there the old blue custom-built walk-in cooler with the beer tap on the side of it that we have right but wasn't really working this year when caitlin we got hers it was going to be hot that next day and then i had to work and stuff i'm like i need to figure something out and cody has known ryan yeah through waterfowl hunting and living mm-hmm. out that way and stuff and he's like take it there and i was like eh, i need I don't know. There's just a bad perception. I think sometimes deer processors and yeah. do you get your stuff back? Is it all that way? First of all, the easy like 24 hour cooler access. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, cause now you don't worry as much if you take one at the first weekend, you know, it's out there. And for the price that it was, the beautiful presentation, everything packaged nicely. I mean, you can tell that it's also like a butcher shop. Like, yeah, that yeah, was nice. He definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah. And like, said he was in there bang bang i shot my deer on friday finished taking the deer over saturday and my deer ready on monday yeah i mean that's and he nuts. has them labeled which is what yeah this is the buck this is the doe 
Really? Yes. See, I just took the buck over, so everything was labeled, you know, steaks, chops, yeah. burger. But even to put, so that's awesome. Yeah, so that's definitely great workmanship, and he was very good. Yeah. I'd take my deer back to him anytime. And I tell, I have always said, ah, oh, I do my own, do my own. After doing that, I mean. It's easier. It, it's easier, and, and not that I don't enjoy doing it. You know, I, I think when it gets colder, like, yeah, especially, like, if Caitlin gets a doe, mm-hmm. do it just to get some more practice for each of us, and she likes doing that stuff, but. Man, just to be able to take it over there and be nice and done and fits nice in the freezer. It's all taken exactly. care of. And that was my big thing. Like, that's going to be easier for me to just pack the cooler with that. And You would have been another two, three days into doing stuff and, and it sealing got it and wrapping it. Yeah. And then you lose some of the meat. And, yeah. You know, yeah. No, it was I actually had one of the steaks the other night. How was it? Oh, man. This thing is huge. It's like a slab like that. I'm like, holy shit, man, this is nice. Yeah, there's definitely some nice cuts in there. But, yeah, yeah I was happy that he was able to take my deer in there. Yeah. But, so you've had a heck of a season. Yeah, it was a quick season. Now, yeah, I was going to say, you've been grinding it out all these other times. Now it's only kind of like a half a grind. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like I put too much work into it. I Just enough work, but. Yeah. I, like I said, I just went out there expecting to harvest a doe that night, just get some meat in the freezer, then lo and behold. I think sometimes having that mentality, though, is is good. That was Caitlin's whole plan that night. She got hers. You know, actually, we're going to have her success story on, too. We got that recorded. We're going to put that on. But she went out. She's like, I'm looking to get a doe. I would like to practice with something. She'd never taken anything. And all of a sudden, this comes out. I'm like, oh, crap. But it almost kept her calm because in her head, she was like, okay, we're going to see a doe. It's going to come out. And then mm-hmm. with that case, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to put a great shot on the same way I would a doe. Yeah. It kind of took away that target panic type Absolutely. stuff. So. Yeah, you don't look at the horns if you have a buck. You know, I just, I've always kind of done that and just kind of focused on my target area yeah. of where I know I can hit. It's easier said than done. It is. Because I can tell you that I did the same thing like two weeks ago in Ohio, and I don't have a buck so far yet this year so it's coming it's coming uh i've not had good luck but yeah like, I'm seeing, like i said i haven't harvested an animal in five years or so maybe even longer than that i think my last one was an archery buck he was another eight point i shot up there and uh ever since then i've just been buying buck tags because it's hundred and some odd dollars just getting an out-of-state license here so that's quite a bit mm. so i figured you know what this year I'm gonna do a tag and yeah, and for what twenty six or twenty six bucks, yeah. yeah. And see, I mean, I can't really say much. Like Ohio, if I would have bought it earlier, it would have been better. I dropped the bond and realized once the season started, the price went up. Yeah, but regular for Ohio, it's one twenty four for a hunting license, no, one forty nine for a hunting license, and then twenty four for a a deer permit, mm-hmm. and that's either sex deer. Okay, that's where it is. That. Yeah. So when I look, I'm like, P is really not bad, you know, as far as the price is, but... It's just the little things they add on, like, you have to buy an archery tag. Yeah, by the time you do that, you're probably 200 bucks into the thing, Yeah, you know. But, and that's what sucks, when you go five years of really not, it's like, do I want to spend the money again? You know, like, you enjoy coming up, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, being out in the woods and all that, but it starts to... So it's nice to get that. No, I'm I'm pumped for you, man. I mean, when you sent that, I saw those (laughs) pictures, I saw those, I'm like... Damn. Still can't believe it at times. Like, man, I, I really did take two deer in one evening set. That's awesome. No, that that really is pretty awesome. And, I mean, a nice deer too at that. Yeah. Are you just 
Cutting the skull plate, doing European mount. Yeah, I'm going to do European mount. I mean, he wasn't my biggest buck, yeah. but I am very proud of him. It's not always about the size of the antlers. It's about the experience of the, the hunt. hunt itself. Yes. I mean, like you said, everything about that. You still, when you just said that evening, you put a smile on. You know, you can't say that through the podcast, but oh, yeah. you're like, that was an awesome evening hunt. Yeah. Even when, like, you see a deer, and I still get that, the 12-year-old jitters, the little kid, you know, you start shaking, that yep. adrenaline's going. It can be... This year's fawn, I see, and I'm still shaking because yep. you're up there. You're, quote-unquote, the predator watching these animals. They don't know you're there. Yeah. And it's just the beauty to watch them in their natural habitat, and that's part of the hunt I love. That's why I hunt. And amen to that 100%. There is, well, the other night, I think it was that Friday you killed yours where we were messaging back and forth. At a four-point and a three-point running around me. They're sparring. They're eating acorns. They're eating apples. They had no idea I was there. And... For an hour, just watch them. Like this is awesome. They have no idea what I am. I'm in a tree. I have every advantage in the world right now. I'm not taking them. You know, there's, the boat didn't even come off the hook. You know, yeah. Obviously, it's not even legal. But just to see them in that state and do that, just see how they act and where they're going, and you know, even walk downwind and they have no idea. You yeah. know, and you're like, that's pretty cool. It's better than any live sports because you are playing the sport. It's it is better than going to any baseball game, football game. I would take the woods over going to the Super Bowl any day in my life. That is awesome. And I I never really thought of it that way, but you are dead right. I mean, you are 100% right. You're watching live TV. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, I mean, think of how much... I can't even tell you how many hours of YouTube deer hunting I watch a year. Yeah. And there is nothing better than being out there. You know, even last night. Last night, it was way too hot to hunt. Mm -hmm. I'm not planning to kill anything. Because they're just to hear the woods, seeing which way they're coming. Do I got to see a deer move in the heat? You know, it's just... It's completely different to be out there. Absolutely. I mean, I use my vacation every year for this, and I think you pretty much do the same. Yeah, I, I, this is my yearly vacation. I save it up all year and yeah. usually take the whole month of October off. Yeah, that's so. awesome. No, I am uh, I am thrilled for you. I am happy. I mean, so what's next for the rest of vacation or the rest of the year? Uh, just hang out with family and friends until I'm here and until I have to go back on the 29th. So yeah. just kind of enjoy the north. Yeah, you know, a lot to enjoy. Enjoy the home roots. Yeah, and help these guys as much as I can. Uh, go out in the woods, and give them pointers. Any time I'm here. I was gonna say we spent a few hours. You came out today. We just were hitting a couple mock scrapes, doing up. We looked for some different signs, trying to get me on some stuff. I mean, you were uh, awesome helping out that way. I feel like now you got to try to get a buck that you tracking on one. <laughs> You haven't had to track one in how many years? You should just yeah. fall in front of you. So <laughs> make good shots, man. Well, yeah, thanks. Yeah, just keep <laughs> more salt in those wounds forever. Yeah, but no, that's awesome. Well, I thank you for uh, a help me out this morning. B, it's good to see you again, man. I always love when you come up. We don't, I don't get down there as much, so it's nice when you come up here. And we can bullshit, have a couple of beers, and you know, kind of enjoy the day. Exactly. Did a little scouting, and uh, maybe still got some time. I'm gonna get you out film me to do a buck kill or something maybe you're the good luck we need this I, year i mean i might be you never know that's why i gotta drag you through the woods and <laughs> see what sort of mojo you can run off i'm trying to but well thank you again man Thanks awesome for... congratulations on a uh, sweet hunting year thank you thank you for letting me be part of the team now yeah no i mean i guess if, if you kill something good thing that wasn't an application right probably <laughs> still never be on it <laughs> <laughs> well you never know buddy yeah it takes time yeah well uh sweet podcast give you cheers while we're here yes sir have a drink of that and uh see what else we can do yes sir